Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time. Text those questions into 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. Try to get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Have you been watching some of the interviews taking place at the Combine? No. All right. Uh, did you hear what Pete Carroll had to say from the Combine? I did. And what, what struck you? He, I mean, he hit a bunch of different things. Yeah, they asked yeah. him about Russell Wilson. They asked him about... You know, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. What what stood out to you most? Russell Wilson. I mean, the five words that he said about Russell Wilson, you know, we're not shopping our quarterback. And it's like, after all these stupid national people that keep on talking about a Russell Wilson trade, do you think that put it to bed? No. Why? Because they're, they're idiots? I think people will – Here's I'll just play the other side. Yeah. I think people will look at it and go, well, of course Pete Carroll's not going to say publicly, hey, we're shopping our guy, we're shopping yeah, – yeah. and I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying yeah, the, yeah. you know, people in other markets are looking at that going, well, of course he's going to say that publicly, but behind the scenes it's a different story. Uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, this thing has been solid since – I mean, again, I can't tell you how many questions since February of last year that I kept on hearing about this crap. And uh, now we see that, uh, you know, in his first press conference, you know, since the end of the regular season, he actually says, you know, we're not shopping our quarterback. I mean, and then John Snyder backed him up. I mean, what more do you need? Russell Wilson's had at least eight press conferences, said he wants to stay here. I know he's doing a children's book today that just came out. It's like, what are we talking about? Wow. He's doing a children's book. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, yeah, him he, and Sierra are doing it together, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. got perfume. He's got Goodman brand. He's got the nano bubbles. He's you still got have the bread. What, what was that called? What was? Do you remember that? Eat Clayton? the ball. Eat the ball. Eat the ball. Remember that, John? Yeah, I, I, I think the uh, uh, the children's book is like "Why Not Me." Oh, mm. that's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is also that wouldn't you say this is the case with everybody that. Um, they're always going to listen to anything. Yeah, they will. They'll yeah, listen, I mean, but they're not going to trade. Right. Yeah. So every GM, every so I mean that I don't know if that's maybe fueling the the fire as far as the rumors go, but that, that's pretty much the the mantra for every GM in the NFL, wouldn't you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, what what's so sickening is that they won't stop. I mean, they had Philadelphia making a trade for him. They had all these different teams making a trade for him. And he's not going to be traded. I mean, they're trying to build a franchise, not lose a franchise. <laughs> well, what's what I find, and in, in you, you're kind of like some of the um, some of the texters we get, John, or some of the people that yeah. will, will get mad on Twitter. You get mad. I, I just kind of look at it and go, huh, interesting. I, I, don't, I don't understand the anger that's attached to people talking about it. I, I, it's just like the – it's just – so redundant and when you hear it for so long and you're asked every question about it i mean you get tired of it Mm. Mm. all right well let's ask you about something i think we all thought to be true and that was that if if things don't turn around in arizona head coach could be on a bit of a hot seat that seemed to not just you clayton but a lot of people felt that way and then we Wake up this morning and he's signed a contract extension along with the GM. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think it, it solves a bunch of things here uh, because, I mean, the quarterback, I mean, this is a big day for the NFC West. 
You know, like for example, here you get a five-year contract for uh, Cliff Kingsbury, five-year contract for the general manager Steve Kime, and I think it definitely takes Tyler uh, Kyler Murray off the uh, trade market if he was ever going to be that, because uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury and Murray have the same agents, and so you know, I don't think the agent's going to allow you know Murray to go to a different team and affect his coach. You know, when he just got a five-year extension. So that has ended. So it's like, uh, you know, and it looks like, and of course, then you have this situation in San Francisco, which I don't know how that one's going to be resolved because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's ha- having shoulder surgery and he's, he can't throw for 16 weeks. Who's going to trade for a $27 million cap hit on a quarterback that may not be able to throw to the start of the regular season? John, what about uh, somebody asked, why isn't John at the Combine? Because you were going to the Combine. I always do, yeah. But, yeah. again, uh, there's limitations this year, again, as to what's available. I don't know how many people are going to work out. We have a pandemic. I don't want to bring anything back for Pat, my wife. So it's like uh, this is another this is another year where I'm sitting out, and next year I'll go. Yeah, you have any good memorable stories? I was telling a story today about the i was at the first combine yeah. in indy in indy in 87 and there was a guy that ran a really good 40 and he ended up getting drafted the nfl has drafted higher than he thought he was yeah but you get drafted NFL, ahead of you he, god i think so mm. i think he did but um yeah his name was rick graff and he ran like a four five forty, and all of a sudden you know he, he jumped way up because he wasn't projected to be there but the nfl is i feel like the there were teams that would fall in love with the workout warriors. Yeah, yeah. But do you think you still see any evidence of that still happening? What I'm worried about is again, you know, I don't know how many people are going to work out at this combine, but what I'm worried about is that uh, if they don't, then because I know like the quarterbacks, uh, at least two first round quarterbacks. I mean, one's going to throw, one has an ankle injury, and he's not going to do anything. So I still wonder, you know, if these top players are just going to wait till they're. Uh, college workouts and if that's going to be the case it throws everything off but no I think the great part is there's so many things that happen at the combine I mean you have the competition of guys working out against each other I mean you have uh, trade conversations contract negotiations you have the uh, uh, competition committee meeting to see what rule changes might happen I don't know. By the way, did you see that uh, they're talking about the idea that they want to keep the taunting rule up? There was 61 taunting calls, and they feel that it's, uh, you know, 56 of them were justified, which, of course, is ridiculous. But that's, Mm. you know, the competition committee in the NFL. Wow. You know, something I brought up to Dave yesterday that I heard on the NFL Network, John, I forgot to ask you about yesterday. And that was somebody, God, I wish I could remember who it was, but they were talking about, um, some of the proposals for rule change you just hit on the proposal. One of, one of them was uh, they were trying to adjust the punt return because the person cited the exorbitant number of concussions suffered during punt returns, and I, and I can't remember what the number was, but I was thinking and I was telling Dave, I'm like, man, I don't I don't recall seeing a lot of guys down on the field after punts, and and yeah, maybe they're being diagnosed as you said when they get to the sideline yeah. or something. Do you know what those numbers are on punt returns, and the, is it a number that screams? We've got to fix something here. I don't think so. 
Yeah, because a lot of the punt returns, I mean, you have guys that uh, aren't runners trying to catch the punt returns, and uh, they just make the catches and the fair catch and all those different things. So I don't, I mean, the kickoffs, I think, are a little bit more dangerous, but then, of course, so many of the kickoffs go into the end zone. And with that in mind, it's like uh, that minimizes some of the injury concerns. But again, as and this one, of course, the league is right about, I guess, because they have the right numbers, is that there's more concussions on those special teams plays than just about anything else. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that. Up. I didn't even think about that. The fair, you know, there's a fair amount of yeah. fair catches. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying there's still concussions happening there. I don't I just I I. I get you don't. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to suffer brain no. damage. But I think you can only legislate the game so much, John, before it really alters what we're watching at home, what we were brought up, and what we love about the game. And it's not people getting hurt, but the aggressive physical nature of the game. It's a physical game, and at this point, everybody knows what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. There's risks and all kind. I'm a, I'm a huge MMA fan. I bring it up all the time. Boxing fan. You know, you go in there, you're taking a massive risk. You understand that. That's the same with football. Agreed. And so it's like, uh, yeah, I think you can overdo it. And this league, I think, has done it, you know, a bunch of times. Yeah. And so it's like, I think you have to watch out. Uh, you know, the, the less rule changes, I think, are better. But again, they like to go in there and work on things and, you know, go with the overtime stuff now. And yeah. it's like, it just, it becomes too much. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, they have a great product. Yes. So why change it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying, and look, I'm with you. I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but that's part of the game. Right. I'm sorry. You're going to hit. I sent these guys a video, John, of oh. a guy who got a helmet-to-helmet call. There was a game, random game being played last night on the right. NFL Network, and I think it was the Falcons and the Jacksonville Dolphins. Or, or Jacksonville. Something. Yeah. And I sent it to Bump, and he's like, or I'm sorry, uh, Lefko, and he's like, why are you watching the Dolphins <laughs> and Jaguars? <laughs> but, yeah, there's a guy, he's running for an interception. Uh-huh. And a DB and his head hits the uh, the receiver's head. He's not even looking at the receiver. He's mm-hmm. not even trying to tackle him. He's just going for the ball. And they call this uh, helmet to helmet thing. Yeah. Right, it's right. Outrageous. Do you get mad at those? I do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, John, what are you working on right now? What's uh, what has really caught your eye this week, and what you've been writing about, and. All of that good well, stuff. Well, the quarterback stuff, because now the quarterback market seems to be diminishing really fast. You know, because, like, for example, in the uh, today, uh, Josh McDaniel says that uh, Derek Carr will be his first-string quarterback opening week. You know, you, you can see that Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, he likes Kirk Cousins, so it looks like he's not going to be traded. Philadelphia seems to like their quarterback. I mean, you've got the situation right now with the uncertainty with Jimmy Garoppolo and the shoulder, what happens to him. And, uh, you know, then now I, I would have to anticipate there's no Kyler Murray trade because I can't imagine that the agent's going to endorse the idea, even if he doesn't get a long-term deal for Kyler Murray, to be able to uh, separate his clients. You know, because, again, I mean, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is dependent on Kyler Murray. So I can see that one being an issue. So it's like uh, that market's drying up really fast. What, what do you think? I was just reading about the Washington Commanders, or Commandos, as you like to call them. Yeah. Uh, their, their GM, Martin Mayhew, said he, the franchise looking for quarterbacks everywhere, and they, they, want a, they want a veteran quarterback. And their quote is, we feel we have canvassed the league effectively uh, we've spoken to every club that has a quarterback who might be available, and then the story goes that might means they that might mean they've inquired about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, amongst others, uh, that remain long shots to be traded. And his quote is: "Every time you hear something, 
you're checking into it. Yeah. And yeah. so we've got to do our work. We've got to do our due diligence. So when they hear the rumors about Russell or Aaron Rodgers or maybe Kyler Murray, they're calling the teams. They're one of those teams calling. Who ultimately ends up with Washington? I don't know. I mean, because, again, right now you have more teams looking for quarterbacks that I think quarterbacks are going to be available. You know, I don't I don't know if they'll go for Deshaun Watson. That might be a big issue with uh, Dan Snyder. Maybe Trubisky ends up there. Oh, I, I mean, he's actually getting more popular, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, because of what you just said, John. Yeah. They're just yeah. They're, he was a starter. He was. I mean, geez, the Bears moved up to draft the guy. Yeah, he, he did stunk, have some but he success. Stunk. He was terrible. Yeah, it's not every moment was terrible. No, no, most. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Colt McCoy's got a job in this league yeah. as a backup, yeah, he he was he started a couple games and beat the Seahawks, which was unfortunate. But yeah, I, I I guess I understand why Mitch Trubisky is getting some attention. Some there's an ego on a coach out there that says I can turn this guy into a starter. Uh huh. Yeah. Good luck on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm not I'm not endorsing that move. It's not endorsed by the professor. No. Um. The Raiders, you know, we we're talking about how uh, they teams will fall in love with uh, guys at the combine. The Raiders have always kind of had a uh, Al Davis had a thing with speed, right? Right, correct. He, he would always. I mean, the guy I was trying to remember, Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, you remember when they drafted him mm-hmm. and he was fast as could be, but like he wasn't even all conference. I think he was at South Carolina or something. But anyway, yeah, they, I feel like they still fall for that. They do, no doubt. I mean, they they try to draft fast and. Like uh, you know, Henry Ruggs was fast, but uh, unfortunately he had his off the field problems, which you know caused him to go. But uh, yeah, they they like speed. There's no doubt. What, what do you what do you make of uh, the Dolphins? Have, have made it very clear that they are officially out on Deshaun Watson. That seemed to be a rumored yeah. landing spot. They were interested. They wanted to work a deal. They didn't supposedly made an offer that wasn't enough. And they their GM uh, was it Chris Greyer came out and basically just said no, it's not. Yeah. The door is shut, I think. The the quote was, the door is shut on Deshaun. Yeah, I, I, and they're going to stay with Tua and hope that the new coach can do the best job with him, you know, Mike McDaniels. And so, uh, you know, I can understand it. Because, again, it's like, I mean, you pursue for a while and then you give it up. I, I like Tua. Is a, I think he seems like an extremely thoughtful, nice kid. I'm yeah. just not a believer in him at this level. I think it's questionable. I kind of tend to lean your way, too. You think your boy Gronk plays next year? I heard... Uh, uh, Bruce Arians goes. <laughs> they go. They asked him about it, and he goes, "Yeah, here he's uh, working out twice a week." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> twice a week. Wait huh? a minute, twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah, that's not good. No. There's but, some. There's some talk that Buffalo uh, oh. is interested in him. Okay. So that could be a possibility. So it's like, uh, yeah, hard hard to tell. I mean, you know, he's he's at that age where it's like, you know, it's you're not sure what you really want to do, uh, but at least. Hey, he's working out twice a week. That's encouraging. Four two one three seven seven six. That's four two one ESPN. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. If you guys have questions for John, you can text those in. Um, I just lost. Just refreshed on me, John. Oh, just sorry. refreshed yeah. on me. Hey, well, is there a move? While I look for this, is there a move that that you you hear about behind the scenes that's not being talked about? You know, maybe just in terms of a prominent player that may move to another team. Oh, there's going to be a bunch of them, but. Uh... You know, because again, we're you know we haven't had too much talk. I know that uh, Kyle Rudolph was let go by the Giants today. Devontae Booker was let go by the Giants today, uh, and you're going to see a lot more cap casualties coming up over the next week or so. So stay tuned on that front. Hey, John. Uh, after uh, all this whole thing with baseball yeah. and uh, the players, you know, uh, 
as far as the NFLPA, it seems like they've kind of switched places with uh, Major League Baseball as far as their union. The, would you say the NFL union is, is pretty good right now? Because when I was playing, I thought it was fairly weak, you mm-hmm, know, when it was mm-hmm. run by Gene Upshaw. And, you know, I remember talking to baseball players and, you know, their retirement versus, you know, and obviously it's different because you got more guys, but still, um, you know, that theirs was kind of the gold standard, the, the, um, Major League Baseball, but as far as the NFL Players Association and its leadership, you think it's pretty strong right now? I think, I mean, again, the great part is I don't think they've had a uh, strike now since, what, 87? So at least they were able to get deals done. I wouldn't say it's strong because they haven't gotten all the things that they want, and they don't seem to get the things that they want. But again, it's better than the baseball uh, I'm not saying the baseball union. I'm talking about it's a better situation you know, with the NFL you know, because at least they get deals done and baseball doesn't. Well, and I should remember this because it was my rookie yeah. year, but I think they missed one game that yeah. year because there was four replacement games. I Correct. Think. That's right. Yeah, and then they missed one because I think it was the first week mm-hmm. and they couldn't get all of those replacement players together. Maybe Major League Baseball should do that. Replacement players. Get the replacement players in there. Oh, oh yeah, that, that'll that'll go over well. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Hey, uh, what, another quarterback that could is he? I'm, I'm wondering if he's gaining some steam. Is that Teddy Bridgewater? What about what about him? Uh, no, no, not much steam. No. I mean, it seems like I mean he's. I, listen, he's okay. I don't I don't think he's a franchise guy by no. any stretch. But when you talk about teams that need quarterbacks, and there are very few out there, at least he's shown that he can compete at this level. He's he's a I think he's a good space holder. Right. Agreed. And that's what he was last year. And, you know, if necessary, Denver will bring him back, you know, because right now that market for the, as we just talked about, is not good for quarterbacks, for veteran quarterbacks. And so they may bring him back. But if you're going to be in the AFC with Teddy Bridgewater going against all these good young quarterbacks, you're in trouble. Hey, we were talking about rules earlier, and obviously overtime has yeah. been has been talked about. That's such a weird stat. I think I sent it to you in guys the other season, day. Yeah. Um, 53% of the time, the person who, or the team that wins the, the coin toss, uh, wins in the, in regular season games, yeah. 53%. That's, that's nothing. 10 of 11 in overtime over the last, what it was it like in the playoffs, 15 years. Yeah. 10 out of 11 in the playoffs yeah. when, you know, if you win the coin toss, I mean, that's a very strange stat, but do you, do you see that? changing at any time I'm, i do at some point yeah I, I i'm know. okay with it would yeah. you would you go to like the college no 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 thing? no no this yeah. is the nfl yeah i agree you don't <laughs> want to do that so what would you what would you change uh well Both? first off no 10 minute overtime gonna have 15 you know because what ends up happening if you're in overtime it's gonna and you have two possessions uh it's gonna take up 10 almost nine eight or nine ten minutes and so all of a sudden you end up with a tie, and you don't want a tie. Hey, John, one of the things that Pete said, and maybe it's just yeah. coach speak out there, but he said they'd like to bring Geno Smith back. Oh, good. Okay. You take him at his word on that? Yeah. I mean, if he says it, I think so. I don't see why. He well, would... he also said he'd like to bring back everybody that played on the O-line last year. I'm, I'm yeah, just going to go yeah, ahead and say yeah. that's not accurate. But, but it's, I don't know. It, it feels like you could get somebody that's the equivalent of Gino for cheaper that doesn't have the baggage. Yeah, well, and not cheaper because I mean Gino got the minimum sal- salary. You can't get lower than the minimum salary, so it's like uh, it's not a matter of cheaper. It's just a matter of what do you feel comfortable with. 
I don't know. Could Jacob Eason be the backup, or is he just not he there? He could. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't ready last year. That was for sure. Mm. All right, John. We appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. I don't know. What's that? Are you on the uh, you want to change overtime side of things? Yes. Yes. I would, I, because I think you, as a fan, you kind of get cheated out of that moment, especially – and listen, this is it. I, it feels like it could be an overreaction. It's sort of like the what was it the Chiefs Rams game where everybody went, "Oh, great! This is what we're watching from right. now on." There's going to be a combined seventy-five point or whatever the heck it was. Right. Uh, but I think it was fifty-five to fifty or something. Yeah, it was a great. I yeah. loved it. It was a great game because it never happens. That's why everybody was talking about it. And maybe what we saw between the Chiefs and Bills is something that's going to be a rarity. But in that moment, I felt kind of cheated. I felt like, mm. oh man, this. That stinks. That, yeah, they, they played four brilliant quarters. It was electric. We're on the edge of our seat. And now it's over like that. You know, and, and Josh Allen never touched the ball again. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if they just did it just for the postseason. Yeah. That. Well, it, it, obviously it's a problem in the postseason. That's a yeah. weird – I mean, if that stat continues to be that overwhelming 90% of the time. Well, is it because in the postseason you're you're playing – the best of the best, whereas yeah. in the regular season, maybe the the team that wins the coin toss happens to be the really good team versus a team that's not yeah. quite as evenly matched. Where you're talking about the best quarterbacks on the better teams in the postseason, so, that that makes some sense, definitely. But you know, I would say Buffalo had their best side of their team on the field. They were the number one defense by, yeah. in almost every single category. So yeah, yeah I, it's I, Patrick I, Mahomes. I kind of look at that like the shift. Like I get the argument from both sides. Like hey. You're yeah. a great defense. Go out there and stop them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, go out and stop them. But at the same time, they're just there's something uneven about it. It's sort of like the shift in baseball where I'm like, yeah. make them pay for it. Go the other way. But at the same time, yeah, it does have a really negative impact on the game. And and it's a lot easier to say go the other way than it is to actually do it. you got to get the right. right pitch and all that. So I, I get both sides of the argument when it comes to the shift, and I get it with, with overtime. Like, hey, defense, go out there, do your job. We wouldn't have this conversation but it was a game where the offenses were dominating and they were just trading shots. It was like, you know, two heavyweight fighters in there just landing haymakers and who's going to be the last one standing. Yeah, it, well, I, I think you make a good point. I mean, it's the only explanation I've heard of why you would win 90% of the time by winning the coin toss. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's a, such a – it's so – Far from what happens during the regular season, uh, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm okay with it right now. But if it continues like this in the playoffs, I'd say yeah, change it both sides. I would like to have seen Josh Allen out there. Yeah, it would have been great. All right, coming up, did Pete Carroll say something that indicates a massive change in the Seahawks' defensive philosophy? Talk about that next with Wyman and Bob on seven ten ESPN Seattle.